Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. Oilers and the uh, reigning Stanley Cup champs tomorrow night. That's a 630 puck drop Edmonton time. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years for a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton area locations. Go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The uh, Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. The Edmonton Oil Kings uh, closed off their pre-Christmas schedule with an uh, impressive back-to-back performances. I was at the game Friday night, a 5-1 victory over the Swift Current Broncos, and then they went down a Medicine Hat and bombed Willie Desjardins and the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers 7-1. They also made a significant trade, and to talk about all of this, uh, from... Uh, Parts uh, deep in the heat in the south. Uh, pleased to be joined by Oil Kings GM and President Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Getting, getting a little bit of uh, rest and relaxation in? Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, obviously, uh, the phone never sleeps, and things continue at the busy time of year, obviously, with uh, the deadline coming up the 10th. And, um, yeah, lots of conversation, that's for sure. Well, uh, and, and, and full disclosure here, you guys made a big trade Saturday night after the game. Uh, Connor McDonald uh, left the team for personal reasons, and he is now going to play for a Memorial Cup for the Kelowna Rockets. McDonald was second in WHL defense scoring last year. This was a big loss for your team. Uh, I mean, you guys are first in the league right now. It was a little bit surprising, but how did everything kind of come to fruition, and how did the trade happen, and what do you think you got in terms of the return getting a, a first and a third back? Yeah, no, I guess when a, when a player decides to leave your team, I really get Connor time to think about, uh, you know, where he was at with the game and where he was at with his career and he made a decision that he needed to be closer to home and he needed to be playing somewhere um, that was close to his family and that so he gave me a couple of teams that he would play for and it took some time but uh, you know Bruce and I had lengthy conversations on it I know that they were really looking for a power play quarterback for the Memorial Cup year I don't think they felt like they had a true guy that could run the power play um, that was putting up significant numbers 
and you know he's that guy that fits that mold. So I think um, through those conversations, at the same time, you know Connor was a big piece of our team and a big loss, and it wasn't that we're just a team that is out of the playoff picture and looking to sell off, or a team that's still looking at and and Bruce is as well looking for that power play quarterback. So I think it was the perfect marriage where you know we weren't just going to get Connor up for free and. And he was looking for what we had, and we came to the agreement that a first and a third was, was the right price. And, you know, I alluded to before, that the first, depending on what Colonna does next season, who knows what that first could end up being. It could potentially end up being a lottery first, too, for all we know. So that's a pretty big pick. And the third, I mean, that's down the road. That could just be an asset that we use in another deal somewhere. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, you've got a hole there now. I mean, McDonald was supposed to be basically in your top pairing, uh, and and he only played like 15. Like, you guys have been dealing this for the last month, and, you know, you're 8-1-1 one, and one in your last 10 games. So you're playing pretty well. But, but theoretically, would you look to use that pick and maybe something else to get yourself um, another defenseman back in the top four? Yeah, no, potentially. I think the one thing that, you know, you find out when you go through these tough stretches is when McDonald left the team, November was a tough month for us. We had 14 games, and and we played some really heavy teams, and there was a trying time with, uh, you know, guys stepping into new roles. And we got through that month. We got through the BC trip, and, you know, it just seemed like we got better and better. And those guys that got more opportunities started to flourish in those roles. And it seemed like now, here before the break, we have guys playing up in the lineup, and they've really... Uh, taking advantage of the ice time they're getting and the role that they put in. So not to say that we wouldn't add a significant piece, but at the same time, you know, you might be able to add a, a more of a depth defenseman that has some older experience that can that can help you out. And maybe you don't need that offensive guy. Like some of the guys that have been running our power play, power play starts to get going against too. that it seems to be clicking. But, uh, yeah, not to say that we wouldn't add that piece, but uh, we're also happy with the way that uh, the guys that have stepped into those roles have been playing. Kurt Hill joining us, President GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings and Oilers. Now, Kurt, you've got a goaltender right now, and he's only 16, and he is a future star. I guess technically he just turned 17, but that's Sebastian Cosa. He's a 2002, uh, listed at six foot five and a half. He's the reigning WHL goaltender of the week. He's got a 925 save percentage, 12 and 2 record. This guy's really kind of grabbed it here, hasn't he? Yeah, no, he's been he's been really good since he's come in at the start of the year. I think there's only been probably two starts that he'd want back, and we'd want back for him. But at the same time, when a goalie's that age in the league, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have some you're going to have some tough starts. It's about a maturing in the league and you know understanding on how how you got to prepare for games, prepare on the road. So, but to say that uh, he's taken advantage of the opportunities that's come for him, he has for sure. And, uh, he's played well for us. There's no question about it. But it's still about us making sure that we're putting him in the right situations to succeed with him having that late birthday as an NHL draft year, it's not until next year. And, you know, he's still a first year player in the Western League of Rookie. So we got to make sure that uh, we're not throwing too much to him at once and we're, we're uh, making sure that he's developing at the right pace because he's a big part of our team, not only this year, but the next couple of years after that, too. So Todd Scott has been splitting duties basically for the last half a year. Uh, we're here. Is anything going on there? Uh, Todd's kind of at the same you know, same stage that Connor was. He's he's at home right now evaluating where he wants to be um, with the group. I think it's been um, a little bit of a trying time with him, understanding that he came into the year as a starter, and now he's splitting time. Not to say that he's not anymore, but he's split time with Cosa. So I still think uh, we're working through that, and uh, 
we'll kind of see where that goes here uh, at the end of the week and through the Christmas break. Okay, so uh, well, that's a that's that's an interesting situation for. I mean, your team's sitting there in first place. You guys have a chance to win the league, don't you? Yeah, we do. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's some guys that I think hockey's changing in a sense that way. I don't think it's, you know I don't think the guys are unhappy with the team. I think that that's just there's a lot more that goes into junior hockey now than just wins and losses. You know, a lot of it's about opportunity. A lot of it is about, it's about kids wanting to play closer to home. You know, there's a lot more variables now. I mean, I'm, I remember when I got drafted. I didn't care where I got drafted, whether any two, any 22 teams in the Western League could pick me, and I would have been signing the signing the standard player agreement the next day. But uh, things are a little different now, and that's even when guys do sign player agreements and they enter the league, and you know they get traded a few times. Things change, and they got their education packages now. Guys decide to to leave a little bit earlier, so it's you know you got to constantly be recruiting a player no matter what, no matter whether they've been in the league for two years, three years, four years. It's a constant recruiting effort from your whole staff. And, you know, sometimes players just uh, priorities in life change and maybe they, they see the, the end of the finish line there and the NHL's not going to be a part of that. So they decide to make changes a little bit earlier than before. Well, I mean, Josh Patterson uh, was with Saskatoon, got moved to Portland. He had a year of eligibility left in the Western League, and he's he did not stay. And we're talking about a guy that was probably being counted on, I, I think, conservatively, Kurt, to be at least a 30 to 35 goal scorer for the Winterhawks this year. And he elected to go to the University of Alberta as a 20 year old instead of, you know, normally those guys go there, as you know, go to U Sports Hockey at 21. So pretty interesting, uh, maybe some of that changing landscape. Uh, with my McDonald being traded now, you've only got the two 20-year-olds. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. What is the market like right now around the league? Uh, you know, because there is some clear delineation with some teams that are out of it, like uh, Prince George, Swift Current, uh, Moose Jaw sliding a bit, Regina. Uh, you, you know, are, are there good veteran, solid defensemen that could help you guys out with any of those teams? Yeah, you know, the 20-year-old landscape, definitely there's guys out there. I think it's kind of a bit of a waiting game right now to see, you know, who's going to make the first big splash and whether that then makes that team have four 20-year-olds and guys start to open up. Like, it's just, it's kind of a bit of a waiting game right now. I don't think, obviously, we're in the trade freeze now until the 27th, so it's just going to be a lot of talk and not much happening, and maybe there'll be some trades announced once we get back on the 27th. But, yeah, say, I guess long story short to your question, it's, uh, there's definitely guys out there that can help. And, uh, again, it's just kind of the price you want to play. A couple of the 20-year-olds that have been moved around, like Wegman and McDonald now, two guys that went for a pretty hefty price. So I guess it's just depending how big of a player you want, the price you want to pay, it's, uh, you can get whatever you want. I, I guess they're willing to play the right price. Great stuff, Kurt. We appreciate your time. Stay warm where you're at. I think you got a good chance to pull that off. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yvette, that is Kurt Hill. He's the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. It is 143 in Edmonton. This text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, who were the refs uh, last night? Six power plays to three for Edmonton. Three power plays right out of the gate in the first period. Game over. Sad thing is Dallas still outshot the owners 35 to 28. Maybe you should thank the... Uh, refs for the W. Well, if you listen to the opening of the show, you know that I mentioned the fact that Edmonton probably deserves six power plays. Um, but 
maybe there was a couple that were iffy, and then there was a couple. There was one on Ethan Bear where he had the puck, he got completely cleaved to the ice. It was uh, deep back in his own zone. So there you go. Uh, Robbie has texted the show to say, Bob, st- uh, stop giving airtime to these clowns who text in rude and negative comments. The orders are in the playoff picture, so life is good. Love the show. Hate the bad vibes, though. See, that's the tricky one. That's the tricky one, because if you don't deal with it, they accuse you of living a Pollyanna lifestyle and not acknowledging that there's challenges. Uh, more texts coming in on an Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, I've been seeing people expressing their wants for Kovalchuk. I think that's the totally wrong move, despite the Oilers' need for the wingers. He's too old and slow and not a fit for the team that the Oilers want to become. I, I, I got to tell you, for the texture out of Edmonton that sent that, I do not see Ilya Kovalchuk being a fit. I don't think it's a fit for the Kovalchuk family. Um, I mean, he couldn't play for the worst team. in the, Right now, L.A.'s got the worst record in the uh, Pacific Division, the Western Conference. What would make us think he could play here? I, I just, he was once a really good player. I don't think he's that same guy anymore. Uh... Bob, R&H is the highest paid goal scorer again this year at 500000 per goal. What a joke. Another good old boy. Eh, Bob? Really? Did I just get that text there coming in, a guy complaining about R&H? Like, you know, he's played like 30 games this year, Matt. Are you saying that he's not at all a valuable player that kills penalties, plays both ends of the ice? I'd be surprised if people are just going to let that guy text in on the show and take shots at R&H like that. Again, you can text us anytime in our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. 146 in Edmonton, back with this day in Oilers history. A thought on some Oilers' top prospects and Dave Campbell with a, big of a, a bit of an update on the Eskimo coaching situation. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 149 in Edmonton. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford Wetaskiwin, an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. And they've got their own Battle of Alberta going on right now through Christmas Eve at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. Chris, Daryl, and Bruce representing the Flames. And on the Oilers side, well, it's Uncle Milt, Johnny, and Earl. That's right. Battle of Alberta. They might have something up for grabs there as well. It's a great place and a great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019s up to 14000 in rebates off of 2019 F-150s. The battle. It's tight, let me tell you. Give the gang at Brent Ridge a call at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidgeFord.com. Uh, to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, join Oilers now on a great roadie to see the Oilers and the Hawks second half of the season. Reach out to NewWestTravel.com. Mr. Dave Campbell is back in the studio helping us out today. What do you got? Robert Nielsen scores two power play goals, unfortunately. It's in a 6-3 loss to the National Predators at the old uh, Coliseum. Lubomir Vizhnovsky had a goal and an assist. Boy, there's a name from the past. He didn't last too long in Edmonton, did he? Lubomir Vizhnovsky. No, yeah. he did not. No, he he was not He was not totally thrilled to be here. Uh, Jeff Delore was in goal for all six against. So there you go. This, this day in Oilers history. 
Well, it's funny, right? And that's the thing. When you trade for a guy, you got to make sure, like, you know what? The Oilers gave up Jared Stoll and Matt Green uh, to get Lubomir Vizhnovsky, and they made that deal like one day before Lubo's no-movement clause kicked in on his new contract. And Lubo was not happy. Uh, he's a decent enough guy. Oh, for sure. Uh, he ended up having, you know, he extended his career a bit, played a bit with the New York Islanders for a while. But he liked California. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Oilers had those four puck-moving defensemen, all 30-plus points in the 08-09 season. Grabishkov had 37 points, I think, that year. He was a big plus, maybe plus 12, plus 13. Tom Gilbert had 45 points. Vizhnovsky was injured, um, but had over 30 points. And... A guy by the name of uh, Sheldon Surrey had over 50 points that season for the Edmonton Oilers. Dave, just as an FYI here, it's 152 in Edmonton. While we got you on, uh, I know that uh, Scott Milinovich has been hired as the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. You got any idea at this stage of the game as to what is happening with the Eskimos regarding the rest of their coaching staff? Yeah, at this point, uh, Scott Milinovich, is, uh, he said on Saturday during his uh, introductory teleconference that uh, he's putting the staff together. He doesn't think it's going to take uh, an overly big amount of time to do that so I, I would admit or I would uh, suggest that uh, or submit to you that next month it'll be all in place uh, the only coach that is under contract for next season is Philip Lawley the defensive coordinator and um, uh, Milanovic said he has reached out to Lawley but they're going to have to have a longer conversation after the NFL season so uh, his Jaguars got a big win in the, in the last game in the black hole over the Raiders even though it won't do much for them because they're five and nine, so uh, the Jags have two games left before uh, Milanovic can can work on his uh, coaching staff and his team full time. So uh, he says he's already starting to look at film uh, of uh, the 2019 season, start to evaluate the roster. But uh, he's doing double duty, and it's uh, not going to be a lot of uh, a lot of sleep for him over the next couple of weeks. So very busy for Milanovic. But he says the uh, you know he's so connected with the coaching community as well. So he said it's not going to take too long to to uh, assemble this staff. Did I say Todd or Scott Milanovic? You said, I think you said Scott. Maybe you did I say Todd. Scott. I don't know. I thought of do you remember Todd Marinovich, the uh, quarterback for the Raiders? Yes. Uh, he'd never eaten McDonald's his entire life. He came up out of USC. He probably got rushed in the NFL a little quick. Um, <laughs> had a real good first half of his first season. But uh, they, I think they called him like the bion- the bionic quarterback, uh, sort of a redheaded guy. And, man, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was quite the personality and ultimately crashed right out of the NFL in a hurry. But just remember, it was, I'm I think it was like 1990, maybe 91 when he was in the league. Right or it might have just been after Bo Jackson uh, had gotten injured. Yeah, I think. But, yeah, uh, so I think you're right. Yep. Remember, uh, anyways, you you do remember Todd Marinovich? Oh, did, I do. Yes. Did Marinovich play in the CFL for a while? Uh, I think he had a sniff, but uh, did yeah. not last very long up here. So. By the way, I put out my top 10 Oilers prospects on the heels of Edmonton, uh, you know, not uh, ultimately giving up Broberg or Bouchard or a first-round pick uh, in a potential deal to land uh, Taylor Hall, who will play tonight for the Arizona Coyotes. And I've gotten some feedback for having Yamamoto as the, the you know, the, the third highest-ranked prospect. Uh, Sam Rukoff is in the top five for me. And some people are asking, why do you have Yamamoto ranked higher than uh, Tyler Benson? And for me, it's 
Uh, Kyler is a little bit younger. Uh, I, I think he's got a little bit more quickness in his game. I think that uh, Kyler is going to be a middle six forward as a uh, he's, he's definitely a good penalty killer. He's drawn a lot of calls. Um, if, if you think Benson's better than Yamamoto, that's fine. You, you can think that. Like, I'm not going to sit here. That's my personal interpretation. It would not surprise me if both Tyler Benson and Kyler Yamamoto were on the Oilers team next season. In fact, they might need to have them on the team uh, to, to change the dimension. We're getting lots of texts saying, you know, Bobby Oilers haven't gotten enough from their wings this year, especially now with McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins. Maybe they have to look at calling somebody up, but I don't think the plan at any stage is to fast-track Benson and Yamamoto, so this would be a second full year for Benson. Maybe he gets a, like a February-March call-up and Yamamoto a full year. Coming up uh, tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, one of the great players to deal with around the league, St. Albert's Colt Breco. I do an event every year with him for Jerry Johansson. And uh, former NHL head coach, executive and broadcaster Doug McLean. Tomorrow, triple header of guests already lined up from the NHL Network. Former NHL GM Brian Lawton. Uh, very popular guest on the show, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. And our NHL insider, John Shannon, who joins us Mondays and Wednesdays. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 630 Chit Afternoons of Jalen Nye. Special thanks to Dave Campbell for pinch hitting today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.